Hey, welcome into the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. We're getting a chance to talk Pioneer hockey this week as the Pioneers return from a bye week to head uh, down the stretch in the 2023-24 NCHC season, headed toward the Frozen Faceoff, the NCAA Tournament Beyond. My name is Tyler Mon, and pleased to be joined today by Pioneers head coach David Carl. DC, I'm just going to throw the script out the window. I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of detailed questions about why I can't seem to stop any shots going five hole currently in my beer league. We'll just do that for the next 30 minutes. Is that cool? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can get you a lesson with Ryan Massa. Um, that sounds he'd fantastic. You'd be, be able to get you sorted out, sealing <laughs> the ice better, using your stick a bit more. Okay, good. That's those are all the things I need. So I'm gonna I'll, I'll take you up on that. Um, no, I guess we'll talk actual, you know, real things, the actual business of what's coming up for you guys. Uh, as you come out of the bye week, you hit the road this weekend coming up in Minnesota Duluth. Um, first off, tell me about uh, getting a chance to get the guys some rest. You know, you get a, a February 9th and 10th bye. It's got to be kind of nice, I would imagine, at this stage in the season where, you know, people are going to be banged up at this time of year. Um, what is the the management process like for you guys over the last, you know, week and a half now since you were last on the ice in a game setting? Yeah, it was uh, it was good to kind of step away and reset a little bit. Um, you know, we obviously have big eight games coming up here, like you said, down the stretch. And, um, you know, it was a combination of, of rest, but still working um, through the week and making sure we're taking care of our bodies and doing what we need to do so we're not um, regressing too much, like on a player load standpoint. Um, you know, so try to make things competitive a little bit more um, – I guess fun that way, competition based things. And I thought the guys did a good job last week. And, um, you know, we're certainly excited to be playing a game again. Tell me at this stage in the season, uh, you know, you're going into games 29 and 30 this weekend. Um, what would be uh, sort of the, the grade, the report card that you would give at this point in the year? The NCHC is going to be a gauntlet every year. You guys have been able to hold your own, uh, but the league is just tough. I mean, there's especially past North Dakota and St. Cloud, there's not a lot of separation from about, you know, three through eight in the league. What would you view your, um, at this stage in the season, how would you kind of grade where your guys are? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's been, you know, a lot of positive, um, you know, coming into the year with the youth that we have, um, you know, I think we, we always had a mindset. We wanted to grow as much as we could and we knew there'd be bumps in the road. And, um, we're certainly, you know, been going through that the last, Two weekends, um, you know, dropping three of our last four against North Dakota in Western. Um, but, you know, I think it's all a part of our process and, and working to get better. And, um, you know, it's a different situation than we've been in um, the past couple of years and not, you know, being in the Penrose hunt, really. Um, and now we're in a home ice battle, which is still a great thing for us. We got uh, the league seems to be more competitive, a little bit more up this year. Um, with six teams in the in the current poll and six teams in the mix to make the NCAA tournament. So, you know, we're getting pushed uh, regularly week in and week out, and that's a great thing for our team. So um, done a lot of good things, still room to grow, and, um, you know, there's, there's eight games left until, uh, you know, when it really starts to count uh, for playoff hockey. So our focus is on this weekend in Minnesota Duluth and um, getting back on the road, playing against a team that, very solid defensively, um, good special teams, um, you know, albeit, you know, a little bit of a down year in their standard, in their eyes, um, always a very well coached team and a team that's hard to earn, earn, uh, 
hard ice against. Something that you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, before the Western Michigan series, and you mentioned the, you know, the youth on this roster, you guys are uh, a very rare team in college hockey these days and that you've got no transfers added to your team for this year. You have a transfer on the roster in Tristan Bros, but he came in last year. So all of your newcomers are freshmen and are young. And one thing that I asked you a couple of weeks ago is how do you feel like they've come along? Because you go through so much growth, November and December uh, now through January, where do you feel like this freshman group is now compared to, you know, maybe some of the raw things uh, from early on in their debut seasons. Yeah, I think they were on um, good paths. I, I do feel like the last, you know, 48 games maybe hit a little bit of a wall mentally and physically. Um, so that's where I think the bye week, hopefully very good for those guys to kind of just be able to reset, catch their breath, um, and then, you know, re-attack it these last um, four weeks of the regular season. So, you know, we've asked a lot of them, generally speaking, they're, they're doing an excellent job. Um, you know, as, but as with any player or person, we're seeking more consistency, um, from individuals and, and from the team. And they're, they're certainly a part of that with their youth. So, um, my hope is that the bye week served as a good opportunity for them to kind of, like I said, take a breath, reset and, um, you know, attack these last eight games, um, as best we can. It's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Talking with Pioneers head coach David Carl as Denver Hockey is on the road coming up this weekend for a big series of Minnesota Duluth. Uh, DC, you are uh, a program that obviously the standard has been so well established over the last um, you know few decades and generations as to this time of the year being when you kind of round into form and play your best hockey. Um, to be at this stage right now and headed into these final few series, what constitutes feeling comfortable with that, um, you know, as far as not even just game results, but the process of, you know, you got four series left. What are the things you most want to see to get into that best time of the year form uh, before you head toward, you know, the, the NCHC tournament and onto the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one real positive trend is our, our team discipline has been really good the last, you know, four to six games. We've, we've done a good job staying out of the penalty box. I think that's key when you're talking playoff hockey, um, you, you don't want to be, you know, going to the box more than three times in a game. And if you can keep it to under three, even better, um, you know, as, as the team or as the urgency increases, the, the, the teams, you know, their power plays, all those things um, can be huge difference makers. So special teams staying out of the box. Um, I think a big key for us offensively right now is, is getting back to the inside ice um teams are getting firmer defensively in those hard areas we're going to see a team against Duluth here that defends and up fronts very well um you know we've scored a lot of goals this year but it gets harder to score um deep into February and March and you've got to do it different ways and um so I think those are some things as a part of our process that that we talk about and we're continuously working on um you know, is, is the net from battles, our, our discipline and, and being, you know, as good as we can be in the special teams. Coming into this weekend, um, this is the first time you've seen Minnesota Duluth this season. You get them on the road for the only matchup of the year. Um, potentially, you know, you could see them coming up in a few weeks as well in postseason play. But, um, yeah, to look at the NCHC standings, it's not often that we see them, you know, second to last where they are right now. And as you mentioned a moment ago, it's kind of down from the standard that they've established. But obviously, it's still a very formidable group, and they're going to be a very formidable and well-coached team from season to season. Uh, you've touched on some of the stuff that they do 
well. But uh, when you identify what have been maybe some of the struggles, but mostly what have been the things you have to look out for for this Bulldogs team, um, what stands out as their identity this year? Yeah, I mean, a big driver for them is uh, is one player, Ben Steves, um, excellent hockey player, has 21 goals, um, 11 on the power play. Uh, next closest on their team is eight, um, you know, total. And so he's a very, very dynamic offensive threat. Um, I think the other guys, they, they've had to handle um, injury. They've, James is out for the whole season. Um, Spicer went ineligible at, at the at the holiday break. Um, so they've they've had some some issues a little bit out of their control that has affected their their depth as well. But nonetheless, they're they're not a team or a program that's gonna sit there uh, and feel sorry for themselves. And um, they're they're gonna compete as as hard as ever. And and the one thing that that we've learned here um, over the last few years is right now we're getting everybody's best game. They're coming off a bye week as well. So we know they're going to be very prepared, very excited um, to be playing in their building um, against us. So it'll be a great challenge in front of us. You mentioned a little bit ago the NCHE this year being so it feels like maybe not top heavy. That might not be the the exact term for it, but everybody is in the hunt for something right now. Miami has had its struggles, but everybody else, uh, it feels like at times this year has looked like, oh, that could be the team to beat in this league. When that is the case, I mean, the, the comparison that I always draw for people who aren't, you know, specifically into college hockey, this is the SEC football of college hockey. What does it do for the sport when the NCHC is this good? I mean, top to bottom, and you've got so many different contenders who it feels like could make big noise come Frozen Four, you know, NCAA tournament time. Yeah, I think it's it's great to see the league on a rebound, you know, last year, um, you know, I don't think we, as a league, obviously did not do a good enough job. Um, three teams in the tournament. Um, sorry, and, you know, two of us lost in the first round. Uh, no teams of the Frozen Four. That's the first time that's happened in league history. And so I think uh, all the staff programs were, you know, excited to to get back at it this year and, and try and reassert ourselves. And, um, you know, like you said, we got a lot of teams in the hunt. How many teams ultimately – end up making it, you know, it's hard to say, but, you know, you add in Arizona state as well. That's, that's seven teams in the top 20, um, you know, of the pairwise right now with ASU being at 19. And um, so, yeah, there are a lot of great teams, um, you know, has been hard to pull away from the pack. North Dakota's found a way to do it here the last couple of weeks, um, you know, but between us, Western St. Cloud, CC and Omaha, um, you know, all within range of making the NCAA tournament, even Duluth. It's not like they're down at 45. They're still 25. They go on a run. Um, they're right in the mix as well with eight games to go. So everybody's still in play. And, um, you know, I think it's great for our league's fans. And um, hopefully it ends with uh, obviously us winning a championship at the end of the year, but not us. We hope it's someone else in our league. Big stretch coming up for the Denver Pioneers. We'll step aside and talk about it here in just a moment as the Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studio continues. Tyler Mon, Pioneers head hockey coach David Carl. More after the break on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Turnover, shot by King, wide, rebound, score! 
Hockey hits the ice February 23rd and 24th to host Miami in an NCHC skate to the top late season must have a W series. Don't miss DU Hockey this season. Grab some friends or family and enjoy a night out of championship hockey. Follow us on social or visit denverpioneers.com. DU, Denver's home for college sports. Is that the sound of an ooey, gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously, but as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. DU men's basketball's quest for the Summit League title continues as your Denver Pioneers host the North Dakota Fighting Hawks Thursday, February 15th on the beautiful University of Denver campus. Yes, sir! At the buzzer, DeAndre Craig, the freshman, ice in his veins! Spend your Thursday evening at Denver's home of college sports. Let's go, DU Hoops! Yes, sir! Back inside on 104.3, the Fan HD3. It's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios, Tyler Munn, and the head coach of Pioneer Hockey, Richard and Kitsia Goodman, head coach David Carl. DC, one thing I wanted to ask you about coming out of the games, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before now against Western Michigan, is the contributions from guys who are from, you know, somewhat non-traditional hockey places. And I mean, namely the Californians on your roster, because this year it feels like from game to game, we've talked a lot, Charlie Host and I, about, I mean, obviously the Bullion brothers are going to be in that conversation, uh, the two San Diego guys, but Garrett Brown, a San Jose product, uh, Alex Weiermeyer from Los Angeles, uh, and Sam Harris, who I know we've talked about a lot from San Diego how cool is that for the scope of hockey that you're getting guys from places that, you know, 20, 25 years ago, weren't really in that conversation. Now you're hauling in a lot of that talent. And especially the fact that you're bringing in a program like Arizona state, it seems good to have some of those recruiting tentacles in Southern California and elsewhere. Just tell us about what that um, geographic hotbed has meant over the last five, 10 years in college hockey. Yeah, I mean, I think it uh, the game continues to grow. I, you know, we can thank the NHL in a lot of ways um, for that. Obviously, Denver has always recruited, you know, heavy out of California, at least since the the turn of the century, thinking, um, you know, back to Gabe Goche and uh, Red Rock Shawnee, Bo Bennett. Um, you know, like there, there's been a few guys that have that have come through. Um, and I think a lot of it is starting to explode now where, we used to have one, two maybe on our roster. Um, but now, yeah, we're looking at, you know, three, four, five and, and more that are committed and coming. Um, I think anytime you see a Stanley Cup one in a, a non-traditional market per se, um, you know, I think there's an explosion of interest in the sport and in the game and that ultimately produces um, really good hockey players. So you look at the Ducks, um, you know, winning in the mid-2000s, the Kings, you know, winning two Cups, as well in the teens of, of the 2000s. I think San Jose, you know, had one of the longest playoff streaks going. Um, I think those three teams out in California have done a great job. And now you have the Junior Sharks, the Junior Ducks, the Junior Kings. Um, the Pacific District, which has Alaska, California, Nevada, 
uh, Washington and Oregon has been the fastest growing year over year district for about 10 years now. And so um, it's not going to change. The the players are going to continue to come from those markets. There's talk of uh, junior hockey expansion um, into that area, potentially. Um, The American League is, is heavier in California um, than it's ever been. And, and obviously the hope someday is that college hockey, um, you know, at the likes of UCLA or USC or Stanford, um, you know, someday add college hockey um, to their repertoire. So I think the game continues to grow. Uh, you're seeing it in Florida as well. A couple of our world junior players from Florida. Yeah. Um, I think you get, you have a lot to thank and you'll see in 12 years from now, everyone will be talking, oh my gosh, these kids from Florida. And it's like, okay, look, go look, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, went to three straight cup finals and won two of them. It just, it builds the interest. You you look at what happened here in Colorado, um, you know, Troy Terry, 97 born, he grows up watching that 01 um, avalanche team. And um, I think that's, that's a huge factor um, when teams win in Southern U S markets, you can always see a trend of players um, coming, you know, from that area. That is really cool. And it's, it's just fascinating to watch the growth of the game in so many different uh, pockets of the country where, you know, traditionally maybe it hasn't been the case. And now all of a sudden, you know, you had a guy on your world juniors roster and Rutger McGordy is from Lincoln, Nebraska, which is a place that, you know, along with Omaha up the road, there's been uh, a surge in hockey interest there over the last couple of decades. And um, for your guys, you know, coming into this part of uh, the season, you know, all those things, I guess, um, that add up to who you are as a hockey player and as a program, those all come into focus when you hit the corner in February and head toward March. Um, when you are preparing for uh, a stretch run like this, you would love to have stability everywhere. The one place where it seems like, and it's been because of injuries and a bunch of other things, but at the goaltender spot, you're uh, a program that has had a lot of different people in between the pipes this year. Um, I know having Matt Davis back has been a huge asset for you. Uh, Last time out, that second game against Western Michigan, you have to make a change. And I don't think that was necessarily all because of him, but maybe just trying to get a little bit of different mojo with what Western was able to get going on that Saturday night. How do you feel about where the goaltending situation is going into this weekend series and beyond knowing how much you rely on that now as these games get more and more important in these last four series? Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, when we look at it, like you said, it's, it's a team thing. Um, you know, we continue to work on our game defensively, um, building from the net out. And um, that's, you know, pre-scouting, giving them situations, um, you know, in their goalie skates and things like that, that the goaltenders can work on um, so that they're best prepared um, for the weekend. And, you know, then it's also our, our D-men do a better job of killing plays and our forwards doing a better job of reloading and, and possessing pucks. So, our team defense is all, all connected. Um, is it where we want it to be fully? No, um, certainly not. But, um, you know, we're still confident in, in, in that we can get it to a level um, that we need and want it to be. And, um, you know, I know that the guys are confident in, in continuing their work on that as well. 
the offense throughout the season has been uh, incredible for you guys. And I mean, the numbers, when you look at team scoring uh, across the country, it's like there's Denver and then a goal behind is whoever is currently sitting in second place in that category. What has impressed you most about, I mean, obviously the the veteran guys you've been able to lean on this year and, and the amount of talent uh, that you see on a nightly basis with your offense is considerable. And you've got, you know, two of the nation's leading scorers uh, in, in Massimo Rizzo and Jack Devine. But what do you, what do you feel like has contributed most to the comfortability with your offense, how predictable guys know their teammates are and where they're going to be and how they can execute. Uh, what's pleased you most with that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of talk early um, was certainly around our, our top line and trying to find chemistry throughout the rest of the roster. Um, you know, and I think that the guys have done a nice job with that. Someone like Carter King is, is really, you know, stepped up and amplified his game. Um, and McCade Webster, you know, hitting career highs as well himself. Um, you know, I think everyone, you know, rightfully so, we'll talk about Rizzo um, and Divine, but there's a lot of depth to the scoring. And, um, you know, I think the guys are doing an excellent job of kind of playing with whoever. We've, we've been fortunate to have some consistency, but um, certainly there's there's been some changes that have happened throughout the year. And, and guys are doing a nice job with it. So we always thought that we could be, you know, a, a very good offensive team this year. Took a little bit of time for that depth to grow. And, and it's truthfully, it's getting harder right now as well as, as the hard hockey is beginning. Um, we talked about it earlier. It's harder to score in, in February and March than it is in uh, October and November. And so we're trying to, we're working with our guys on, on how do we need to adjust some things and um, items like that. But there's a lot of talent, a lot of skill level um, and ability to put the puck in the net. Coming up this weekend, uh, you'll be on national TV on Friday at Minnesota Duluth, seven o'clock puck drop for that one, six o'clock on Saturday on NCHC TV. Health-wise, how are your guys uh, coming into this weekend? I know McCade Webster obviously out of that Saturday game uh, and guys are going to be banged up and bruised a little bit in February, but how is, uh, is health looking for everyone? Yeah, I mean, generally it's uh, it's pretty good. Expect Webster, you know, to be back and available on the weekend, so that's a positive. And um, getting him back in the lineup after you know the injury um, there on Friday night against uh, Western, I think, is a big thing for us. So um, yeah, we everyone's dealing with bumps and bruises right now, but um, generally speaking, I think we're in a pretty good place. All right, DC, I'm going to ask you one away from the ice question before we wrap things up. Uh, one oh, of my favorite one of my favorite new traditions is that on uh, a telecast night, Charlie Host and I come down with the radio voice of the Denver Pioneers, Jay Stickney, for your pregame interview. And Jay Stickney, as anyone who has listened to a Pioneers broadcast will know, is just his own dude. What is it like being around Jay Stickney on the road, A, uh, and B, how nerve-wracking is it going into like a pregame interview with Stick and not knowing what's coming? Yeah, see, uh, he's he's very unpredictable. Um, that's for certain. He's what you see on the air is about you know people get about ten percent of of that as to what it is in uh, in real life. So he's he's constant entertainment uh, for us, keeping us laughing and in good spirits. And uh, we're very fortunate to have him on our team. Um, yes, the interview questions, you never know quite where those are going to go, especially at the tail end of it. Um, but he does a good job keeping me on my toes and uh, preparing me for other interviews. 
I was going to say, it's got to be like a good, it's a skill set piece that you can add because you've had to field probably things that you would never think in your career as a hockey coach, you would have to field. So now you're prepared, like you're never going to face stranger interview questions. Absolutely. That's the way I look at it as well. So <laughs> Jay is, uh, Jay might be the most interesting broadcaster college hockey he absolutely is uh and one of my favorite dudes you can catch jay by the way coming up this weekend right here on 104.3 the fan hd3 uh for both those games 6 30 pioneer pregame friday 5 30 on saturday dc final thing for you uh your biggest keys for this weekend you're going in against a team that's obviously going to be really hungry they're still in the hunt as you noted um but time is kind of running short in this season so the bulldogs know they've got to push the gas pedal down uh and you guys in search of a couple of big road wins um what are your keys for this weekend in minnesota Soda to lose. Yeah, there's there's obviously a lot on the line. Um, both teams, you know, if they want to make a run at the NCAA tournament, um, they have us in North Dakota the next two weekends. So beating top teams in the pairwise is, you know, critical for them. And so we know we're going to get a real desperate team. I think, um, you know, winning inside ice is is always uh, the biggest key against Duluth. And um, that's offensively and defensively. We need to be ready um, to defend those areas and, and be willing to uh, win the battles offensively in those areas to score uh, the types of goals you need to score in playoff hockey. That is the head coach of Denver Pioneer Hockey, David Carl, D.C. Uh, good luck this weekend. Um, you know, it's uh, this is a fun time of year for the rest of us. I would imagine it's uh, a little stressful and nerve-wracking for you guys, but uh, enjoy the series at Duluth, and we'll catch you coming up uh, at home against Miami in a couple weeks. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Look forward to seeing you. Have a good weekend. This week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaching Show presented by the Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. We'll talk to you next time and coming up this weekend right here on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Jay Stickney's got you for the call for Denver and Minnesota Duluth.